and we're not wizards. We are the best. And also, we're not wizards. Enjoy the show. Bye. Fusion Review, Stone Blade Entertainment. Standing at the top of the mountain range while the storm clouds circle overhead and the smell in the air is of potential electricity. The wind rattles around your legs, attempting to throw you down and commit you to your doom while the clouds are screaming at you to fail as they rub themselves together like two huge woolen sweaters gathering charge and threatening to rain down static death. You stand defiant, almost winning, holding the jar above your head while your feet encased in rubber slowly begin to slide a couple of inches backwards. There's almost a pause in the sky as the charge gathers itself to roar and your arms lose their feeling in the sense that this, after all this time, could be your doom. It's at this point that a hand comes from a howling wind and props you up as the lightning journeys down towards you in one swift and hellish plasma death visit. Sometimes when you're trying to catch lightning in the jar again, it's better to bring along some help, which is why Solforge, we get both Justin Gary and Richard Garfield staring at us from the box. In Solforge Fusion, you take the role of a Forgeborn, a being who controls and fields spells and creatures that level up as the game progresses, and your aim is to reduce your opponent's health points down to zero and win the game. Soulforge is similar to a deck builder, where over time you'll be increasing the power of your decks as you play the game with the hope of removing weaker cards from your deck to concentrate your more powerful abilities. Each of the half decks in Soulforge is algorithmically generated to make sure that each deck is unique as possible, and so that the opponents you will face if you play with your friends will differ from your own deck, providing a unique play experience. So while I call this a deck builder, it's more like a deck upgrader with more powerful cards being added to your deck in the two actions that you take every round. You'll play a card in one of the five lanes in front of you, and depending on whether you have control of the forge, you'll either go at the front or back of that particular lane. You're only allowed to have one card per lane, but you're allowed to replace cards and lanes without penalty. Playing a card results in you added the upgraded version of the card to your discard pile for future play. Alternatively, you can take the upgrade action and the old card is destroyed completely so that it isn't recycled, and it helps in thinning of your deck. Take the upgrade action reduces your ability to cover your lanes and prevent future damage from coming through, but it slows down how quickly you'll be bringing out the heavy guns to play. There are also cards you can play for free, provided that you've reached the conditions required on the card that you want to play. Like both Keyforge and Magic, cards will have different keyword actions that will affect how they're brought into play and how they act on the lane battlefield. Those who are familiar with both systems shouldn't feel too like a fish out of water. However, after every third round, you'll cycle the entire deck, adding to your discard pile to your draw deck, upgrade the level of your Forgeborn, and then start the process again hopefully with some heavier artillery to cause further damage. Upon reaching the end of the 12th round, or the 4th recycle, you'll then finish the game and the player with the least health will lose the game if during the game either of the players reach zero health and the other players declared the winner. 
though you'll need your own method of tracking health during the game as well as a way to track which round you're on. In terms of looks, it's pretty generic. It's uninspiring and in many ways slightly disappointing. The presentation of the different creatures and spells doesn't excite in the same way that Keyforge did and falls flat on its face when you set it next to the likes of Ashes Reborn. Keyforge kind of worked because while you were pitting aliens against fantasy characters, they seemed to be dialed up to 11. We're in Soulforge where there's none of that bright colouring, none of that stupid confidence which shouted at you that this was how things were going to be done and if you didn't like it, well, it was just tough. I feel like I'm looking at fan art the lack of identity and therefore a lack of purpose. It's a shame because the world forge screams to me fire and creation and above all metal. And I'm just not getting this here. The playmat serviceable and it gives some good guidance on where the card should be played but I'd like to have seen a simple round tracker on the map with reminders of when to deck cycle. In terms of learning, look, there's no situations where I want to learn a card game by visiting a website. There are no situations where I want to be scrolling through a phone trying to check over a rule in real time. There are the situations where I'm likely to pass a rule book over to someone else for clarification and I don't want to be passing over my phone to facilitate this. Learning Keyforge was a pain. Even saying it is a pain. Because there were rules that existed that were simply not in the printed versions of the rules and unless someone had taken the time and trouble to learn it then they would simply stop a game in its tracks while someone had to search for the rules online for clarification. I want reminder cards with stages of play on them. I find it highly frustrating that this is meant to be a starter set, but it doesn't really help you get in getting started. The answer seems to be no, unfortunately. For timing, the strict 12 round rule will mean that most games will easily play through in an hour, and if you manage to gain enough momentum here, then games are easily going to be done and dusted within half that time. Soulforge might be one of those games that you play a couple of games of in order to switch around the decks and give other characters a chance in the battlefield. You need to organise decks when you first set up, so these used to riffle and diving in will need to hold their horses. My final thoughts? I'm baffled. I'm baffled by the choices made here in convincing me that this is a launch product for a new game, a starter set where the soup has been delivered to your table by the waiter but in order to save money they decided just to bring you the pan and don't bother with a spoon, then drop an uncut loaf of bread on the table for you to dip into. I'm confused by the decisions here, which must have been made to save money, but it really has you sitting here and wondering why they let the money men even in the room. The shame of it all is that Soulforge, for what it is, was refreshingly clever in trying to make changes to how you play a card battler. The constant changing state and action of upgrading cards and the main protagonist I find innovative. Even if it does borderline on fiddly and making sure you remember that every time you play a card you'll be searching the deck for the next upgraded version, it is something you'll get used to through time and it does work very well. It encourages you to experiment by the upgrade path you're taking. Do you soak up some damage in the first couple of rounds to upgrade your card so as quickly as possible? Or do you start with a strong defence instead? I'm fairly conflicted. I like the little marker cards that help you keep track when your creatures and minions gains and lose armour and life. And I'm wondering why there's no health tracker or damage tokens. I wonder why the playmat misses the opportunity to have a round tracker which considering how important the deck cycle part of the game is just seems to be a huge misstep. 
so many little annoyances here that just scream that this isn't a game for new players. There's a bit too much arrogance that somehow these missing key elements are acceptable. In this time, with so much competition in this space, I get it. You want your magic and Keyforge players for your new shiny unicorn. I wanted somebody who cares about me playing their game. And considering how good Soulforge has the potential to be, I guess you win, I lose. While it might not take, make sense in the first couple of turns, it's actually worthwhile upgrading your cards in order to thin your deck and give you more powerful cards for the future rounds. It's important to remember to use your Forge Born's power as it easily is forgotten in the heat of the battle. This review is based on the retail version of the game provided to us by the designer and publisher. We're not paid for this review. We give a general overview of the gameplay and so not all of the mechanical aspects of the game may be mentioned. The majority of the games that we play are going to take a reasonable number of sessions and playthroughs to fully understand every possibility that they offer. We hope this write-up gives you an idea of whether or not this is a game is something that you'll consider playing or even add to your collection. Our six degrees of expectation have been written to make it easier for you to find out what is important to you as a player. And even if you don't like something, hopefully it helps you decide if it's something you should find out more about. We always suggest you check out a gameplay video to give you a better understanding of the game as it's played. If you'd like to support written and audio pieces on the blog and on the podcast, please consider backing us on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash we're not wizards. Thank you for listening. Stay safe, roll sixes, make something awful. And until the next time, bye-bye. A wizard is never late. Is he early? He arrives precisely when he means to. Mm-hmm.